Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Ooh, ooh. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And I'm usually we would have uh, Nico DLG uh, with us today, but uh, Nico DLG fell victim to Hurricane Harvey. <laughs> so <laughs> that's he's right, he's alive. gone. He's dead. He's, he's still dead. alive. Um, but we have uh, our guest with producer with us today. So Nerd Thug Radio, say hello to Colt Forty Five. How's it going, everybody? They uh, they went across the street and they were like. Can we get anybody, anybody. Who, who can stand up and breathe into a mic? I anybody. Walked, I walked down to the corner pub and I said, does anybody know how to press play on a computer? And Surprisingly, only one hand went up. And that was cold. That was so it. here he is. That was it. But you were listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Station. And worldwide at IronLoneStar.com. Oh, oh, he stole it. Oh. This is what happens when I leave you two alone for like two <laughs> minutes. I get here and they're plotting against me. And they look all suspicious. Oh, hey, Corey. Oh, hey. hey. Oh, hey, you. And I was um, early too. So, like, how early did y'all two have to be to figure that out? You weren't. I showed up here like <laughs> thirty early. minutes early. Hey, you know what, Corey? Nine o'clock on time is early for Corey. I was. We got here at uh, eight fifty. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I left the corner pub at eight fifty-five and walked down here, and I saw you pulling into the parking lot. That is box. a lie. Boom! You two were talking in it. front of there while he was still Nailed on the it. air. Nailed it. it. Was, uh, Nailed it. it was, uh. You probably showed up around eight fifty-eight or so. Right. Oh my gosh! Just early for Corey. Between the two of you now, no one's gonna know the truth. <laughs> We've <laughs> gone total fake news We've gone here. Total Donald Trump here. <laughs> total um, fake news. So we're just gonna touch on it here here briefly because Corey DLG hates me. Uh, but, but the big news, I mean, we, we were finally back. We, uh, we took a week off due to the Hurricane Harvey. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, uh, man, it's, it's, it's crazy to see the devastation that that, thing, that thing's caused. 50-plus inches of rain. Man. I saw some crazy math that we can lay out real quick. Go ahead. Go uh, they said it would cover the entire continental 48 states in 0. .7 inches of rain. Okay. That's how many uh, trillions of gallons of water fell on Houston. Um, I saw one of them, and I'm gonna get it wrong now, but it was gonna fill the Grand Canyon. Essentially, is what I saw. I saw and one I where I saw one where the area that it affected was like similar to Rhode Island, and then the amount of people and housing that it engulfed is like five times Manhattan. So like you pick the people and stuff in Manhattan up five times, and then you have to put it inside Rhode Island. And that's how much flooding there was. Wait, is that by population I, or I, land some, area? Land area, I think, or population. I mean, I could be. Yeah, because I think Houston is the size of Rhode it. Island. I think. Right. Or Harris County is, I believe. I mean, and I saw another. I think so. that's another. Right. I saw another stat Do a fact where check on that later. the <laughs> Houston area, like the surrounding areas, yeah, um, we make up forty-six to forty-eight percent of the population in Texas. And really, that's oh who God. got. Yeah, because you think about it, you've got San Antonio, Austin, and DFW. And then, like, there's hardly anything when you go out, go go out west. Yeah, bunch of small towns. But just Houston? No, not Houston. Oh. Houston surrounding area. So yeah, Houston, oh, okay, 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 You're, okay, you're okay. taking in like right. Cypress and yeah. Kingwood. All right, okay, that makes more Cade, sense. Okay, right. yeah, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. crazy. Yeah, that that's a obscene number of people in a small space too, and then right. everybody's underwater. Yeah. So then, but I would like to say that Joey Savage and the Savage Clan stayed dry. Yes, yes, um, yes. Corey DLG. We also stayed dry. Colt 45? We were 16 feet above the water level, so we were never getting flooded. All right. But All right. Uh, on the flip side, just uh, you know, a few of our, our nerd thug Friends family, and family, yeah. yeah, at least, yeah. What do we count? At least five people that were closely to. Zach Attack. Zach Attack. The DLGs. The, yeah, oh, man. Uh, the Garcias. Your, uh, your sister. Yeah. Um, another cousin of mine. 
And then uh, Ali Savage's stepdad got yeah. like six feet. So if it didn't hit you, someone you knew. Right. Yeah. And um, it was just crazy. So, like, just real quick, I was going to tell a quick story here because I told these guys I would. Um, so Ali's stepdad, he, he got hit with five, five and a half feet, I believe. Um, he's originally from Virginia. So he's like 60. He'll be 61. He's 61 now. He doesn't have any other family. Like, just he's been married three times. No, no kids of his own. So it's really just... You know, my wife and, and myself. And but he so, has the greatest mustache. He does have a sweet stash. He has the greatest mustache. And so we, you know, we're like, okay, well, we'll help you with the cleanup because who, who else, else is going yeah, to? for sure. And uh, my, my sister, to her credit, um, she's a great networker. Like, my sister is great at networking. This is true. This is true. And so when we showed up the first day to help, um, two guys showed up that um, actually was a guy that I've known for about 16 years, but he lives out in Carthage. Oh, and so they literally just got into their truck and just drove from Carthage. And Which, by the way, is in 800 BC. They were one of the <laughs> yeah. uh, cities yeah. controlled by Rome, uh, city states, famous for uh, Bernie. Right? Um, no, <laughs> no. Well, it got burned down. Right. During the I was talking Munich about Ward. Bernie. You know, you seen the movie Bernie with Jack um, Black? He's mm, the most no. famous person from uh, Carthage, Carthage, Texas. Yeah, he is. Uh, anyways, they just came. They we'll talk about that off off air, <laughs> you, you young boy. Uh, he is too young for Bernie. You're right. <laughs> um, so oh, they they yeah. show up. And um, then all of a sudden, you know, some other people my sister knows, um, they, they show up to help. And then, uh, you know, we're, we're going the first day and we're just hammering stuff down. And, like, it gets about 3.30 and we're all kind of dragging because we've been going since 8. And all of a sudden, these, like, five get dudes from, like, Austin, Texas that literally just drove from Austin just show up because someone put the address up on social media. And they come in, like ants and just like overtake everything and they're just running through and just pounding stuff down like they walked in i thought it was a band man (laughs) this rock band from austin just showed up that's awesome Uh, come to find out they're just like five hippies who do like different trades in in austin and uh it was it was it was awesome it was it was it's crazy just to see how many people in texas come together oh Um, yeah for sure and i mean even our friends in louisiana the cajun navy was big um, Everyone shows up in personal little boats and just starts, right. just starts, just starts going, grabbing Mexico pets and people. people I mean, yeah, before yeah. I, before this I knew time it, to help. Yeah, before <laughs> I knew it, there was like twenty people inside my my uh, Ali Savage's ex stepdad, which is weird, his yeah. house that I knew like four of them, and they're all just pounding away and just ripping stuff out. See, and it was kind of the same thing at the Garcia's house. Um, a family member, an ex family member, essentially. So right. Gus's brother. His ex-wife, uh, you know, those kids are still in common in the family. And so those kids have grown up with everybody because, right, you know, right. they see him on weekends and all that. Mm-hmm. So those kids came, and they brought with them their dad and their other brother. And then so this guy who literally is just married to the woman who used to be in the family is in the house just, you know. Ripping stuff, ripping stuff going, up man. and helping going. And then it was several times, I think, the next day there was a, a church from, like, southwest Texas that didn't get hit. And so they just come into this neighborhood and drop off like a hundred people. And it was like noon that time, noon at that time. And like eight of them just walk in. And by this time we'd gotten some, we pretty much had ripped all the sheetrock out. Right. We hadn't physically removed it from the house. Yeah. Within 30 minutes, there was no more sheetrock. They that were just awesome. like, and just and out. And actually, you know, holy crud, there's nothing left. Like I saw baseball teams like, going house to house. Right. Just anybody and everybody. How many people did you say take to clear those sheetrock in 30 minutes? It was like 15, 15 of them. 15, 15 people. It was all just laying on the ground. There was like three wheelbarrows. 
and they were just loading and going. Well, what you have to know about this house, though, this house has been added to like 12 times. Right. There's like 100 walls in this little house for some right. reason. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of, like, every time he wanted one more room, he would just build one more room onto this house. Yeah. I didn't realize how big it, the, all the land was and all that until I went, I stopped yeah, by. Yeah, because, hey, shout out to Corey DLG. I, I made a phone call oh, to that's him. that's right. And uh, Corey DLG came through with some some lunch uh, on the first day. Boom. Uh, see, a little bit of everybody. But if you go to the Nerd Thug Radio Facebook page, uh, one of the the two guys that were with us both days, uh, it's a guy by the name of Jared Dia, and he made a video of their their time, their journey. Their I was journey. watching that yeah, video. Yeah, their journey man. over the weekend. Um, check it out; it's really well done. There's also a uh, interview at the end with yours truly, Joey Savage. Yeah, whatever. Where I uh, plug Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> In the beginning, though, what's really crazy impressive is that they had this trailer full of boxes of bottles right. of water. Right. And they had to they had to cross two different overflowed roads, so they literally found a bunch of volunteer boats and loaded this i mean it's got to be at least 30 or 40 bundles of water it looks right. like and everybody right. knows how heavy those are yeah so they put them in sets of boats drove them across an overfilled river put them then from the boat back into another truck right then from that truck back into another boat right then from that boat back into another truck it's just then the, they're on the right side of it it's just the determination of people just wanting to help you yeah. know and that's the thing is like the one cool thing and I and I had teased Joey. I said, you know, by the time by the time you guys are hearing this, everyone will have said Houston strong to you seven hundred and eighty three thousand right. times. But the cool thing about it is, everyone knew either if you got out of it fine, great. Now you need to help somebody who didn't. Right. And then everyone else who didn't get out of it, fine. You see them going through this, and you you're just like, man, you know what? Like if that was me, I would want someone to help right, right. here, so I'll help. Yeah, it was just. I think that was one of the. I mean, this is a natural disaster uh, that hasn't happened, I don't think, ever. I hate when they say that, when they do, like, the one in 100 right. years and thousand. By but, the end of it, they were like, this will never happen again. And you like, like, promise me that. Yeah, in our lifetime, we've never seen 9-11, maybe. But it was, you know. Oh, well, it's kind of a way different thing. It's but yeah, a way different yeah, thing yeah. on a smaller scale. But, I mean, Houston is such a huge and important the Houston area. I mean, you've got people driving from all, all over Texas just to come help people clean stuff up right and i mean still today there's stuff going on i mean uh, a friend of the show sunny ray has been on a non-stop mission feeding people with her and her friends like left and right like every day they're just cooking random you know tons of random food and for people who going different places and for people who are hearing this in other locations to give you an idea uh i've been delivering pizza on and off every time you know i need extra money or whatever for years and years and years i've never seen anything like this where every neighborhood i'm driving through there are houses where everything is pulled out. Right yeah. now, the streets are literally just lined with people's stuff. It looks like a war zone. It does. It really does. And so it's kind of crazy to think how many people were affected by this. Mm -hmm. And definitely, it's going to take some time to get over this. But at the same time, everyone now at this point, at this point, you're in. So right. you, you just got to keep walking forward and dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, you can't go backwards. You just right. keep going forwards. Uh, I do want to say in the entertainment world, Lionforge Comics, in, in the nerd thug world, Lionforge Comics donated $25,000 Two comic shops hurt by Harvey. Yeah. I mean, there's... So, real quick, one of the quick things before we get out, we're beginning to break. Um, our sponsor, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, our, our number one sponsor, mm -hmm. uh, they adopted a few families. I've been watching this. And I've been watching they've this. been putting stuff up online. You can purchase it. That goes to there. So, I mean, if you want to buy something in the nerd world and also contribute, you can go there. But one of the cool things is, you, is I saw a couple times, because they're so tied into the nationwide comic book community... You've got comic book shops all over the United States. Just, hey, here's 2,000 ducks. Right. Here's $5,000. Like, we don't know who it's going for, but boom, here, take this. And it's just, 
JJ Watts himself has raised almost thirty million dollars at this point. Man, it's crazy. I mean, Jimmy Fallon threw a million in I the mean, other day. It's just it's insane. But what also insane is we have to take a break. Um, <laughs> so when we get back, we'll 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 put the flood beside us. We'll get into more nerd stuff. You are listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Oh, oh. I don't like your little games. Don't like your tilted stage. The this song is the jam. This is Chuck Huber, the voice of Android 17 and Dr. Stein. Nerd Thug Radio is awesome. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. I'm Cole Baldridge. And uh, you're listening to us on nerdthugradio.com if you're uh, on the podcast, which drops tomorrow. What? Um, so get it there. Uh, what if also... they're on the podcast, though? Oh. Then, it, then it's already dropped. Yeah. Or you can find us at facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio where all the cool stuff happens. That's true. Uh, one of the cool things that happens is our friend Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. That's right. Oh, man. So now you, uh, I can't say you. We can't, <laughs> don't don't listen to me. I'm not saying you. Now that Hurricane but Harvey you, is over listening. and uh, school is starting over with kids out of the, uh, out of the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. That all place. Right. <laughs> they got comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere. What more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has... Friday Night Magic, and various events every day, and especially the weekends, Dungeons and Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, Robinson Road, in Oak Ridge. Man, why was that so hard for you to get You know why? Because I always ad-lib the opening line, because I haven't rewritten this ad since 1988. Right. And, um, yeah, that's how far back VMAC is. Ooh. Yeah. So so speaking of Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Okay, please. um, Every year, um, there is a big charity event called Extra Life. Right. Um, it's going down November 4th this year. I believe it's the first Saturday in November. Um, last year, we participated ourselves, the Nerd Thug crew. That's true. That's um, true. Space Cadets Gaming Gaming also, as, as well as Space Cadets Collection Collection, does their own thing. Yes, they, uh, they tried to compete with us last year. But this year, we're going to partner up with them to, to hold one event. Um, so we are going to be hosting the first annual, because I know Zach's not going to like me saying that term. That's true. Oh, yeah. Um Nerd Thug Mario Kart Tournament. Yes. So we are going to host a Mario Kart tournament, which we'll be playing more than likely on the Nintendo Wii. Yes. And uh, we are going, it's going to be a $20 entry fee to get into this tournament. All proceeds will go to the Extra Life charity, which in this case is the Woodlands Texan Children Hospital. Yes. So Extra Life uh, partners with the Children's Miracle Network. Right. And then they find local branches. So because we're there in the Woodlands working with them, they're going to give this money to the Woodlands chapter. So we are going to have a full-blown tournament. Uh, we're going to get more details as it com- comes down, as, uh, times and wise. It's going to be in the evening time. Uh, we will have a trophy for the first place winner for the champion. Ooh. Um, I've already talked to a couple of uh, our local celebrity friends that I believe will be participating. Yeah, we're, we're reaching right through the nerd thug Rolodex. Everyone and anyone we've talked to, we're reaching out to. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, you want to come out and support and Help children fight cancer so here's and your, save lives. So Corey's not very good at Mario Kart. So here's your chance to one-up him on something. Wait a minute. Um, and so, also, so you can wait, come just someone, see my gloriousness. What? What just happened here? You so, get beat by kids, like, nonstop. I don't like to brag, but I like to let them win. Okay, so for so, you're saying... I have a heart of gold. For someone who hasn't had a Wii in, like, five years... That's right. It is very plausible to roll up at Extra Life, pay the $20, uh-huh. 
and then I can get to kick Corey's butt at Mario Kart. You sure can. I, I feel like I am in. I feel like we're doing the the thing where the guy sits on the thing and falls in the water. It's called a dunking booth. Right. I feel like yeah. that's what you're but trying with to Mario Kart. with Mario Kart. But it's gonna be fun. If you want to participate, uh, come at us on Facebook. Uh, send us a message. Drop a comment somewhere. Go to nerdthugradio.com. You can email us directly there. Or of course, reach out to BMAC at us. Basically, that's gaming gaming. BMAC there, or you know, if you know us personally, which is like three of you, you can uh, text us or something. Yeah. Uh, we'll get a list going as soon as you pay your entry you're officially in and uh, we'll have more details that to come but I wanted to go ahead and we're gonna get an early jump on it because we expect this is gonna be a pretty sweet event that's right we'll have we'll set up to where there's no limit on this tournament right whoever wants to go. We'll just that's play right. Mario Kart all night long I can feel, well look I'm a tournament aficionado I can find a way what? to create them this tournament. What? Are fighting words. I, I can. Even... Not, no, I'm not good at them. I'm just good at making them. Like, I'm right. good at creating tournaments. Yeah, did you catch that? He tried he to say he's good at making tournaments. I'm a tournament good ma- ma- making aficionado. Wait, hold on. You're, you're good at making. So you're saying you have really great administrative skills. Exactly. I do. Great he's, administrative he's skills. He's the, the administrative you assistant of your talk. dreams. You can't trash talk how great that you work excel spreadsheets or how you <laughs> or organize it's not, it's not it's not it's not uh, excel spreadsheets you never know if we have 32 people we might have to go like world cup soccer with like okay, groups so, and, and round robins oh my lord oh no so there's you're gonna have to people, work two excel spreadsheets right, there's four people that are gonna be in a pod like you never know how this is gonna happen a pod you never know what's gonna happen he's gonna he's gonna run swiss rounds for this oh my god there might be you never oh know my, you never oh know my goodness. There might be, Top twenty players. There might be a hundred people that want hey, to play this. Hey, we're giving out we're giving out little Mario Kart steering wheel attachment <laughs> promos for the top eight. Right, right. That'd be great. I'll, I'll need your name and DCI number for that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna distribute that to you later. Oh man, somehow we just went five minutes on a Mario Kart tournament. <laughs> anyway, we're great. saving children's lives. That's we what we're doing. Yeah, we're saving children's important. lives. But on top of that, we're gonna be gaming all day long. That's true. Um, twenty four hours of gaming that day. It's probably gonna be at the DLG house. Yeah, maybe De Casa DLG De, again. So. When that happens, you guys can always stop by there. But we'll get more of that stuff out there. We right. want to get the Mario Kart for sure. Right. That's going to be happening at Space Kids Gaming. Game All right. So let's talk, talk nerdy about. stuff. What do you want to talk about? Right on. I don't know. You said you want to talk about some some cool TV. I don't news. believe I said that. I believe you did. I don't think I did. Check the tape. Okay. What uh, I had rewind, said specifically. What I had said specifically was that you are <laughs> awful on television. Um, that has yet to be seen. <laughs> Uh, you don't know that yet. No, actually, one thing I did want to talk about: some news that came out is the rumor. Rumor. The allegedly rumor has it is mm. that ABC, mm. the uh, American Broadcasting Channel, uh-huh, uh-huh, is uh-huh. not happy with Marvel's Inhumans. You have been preaching this from numero uno day. Oh, Somehow this does not uno. come across as a surprise. Specifically, what I have been saying was that I wasn't happy. Right. But now, now we also know that ABC <laughs> has good taste too. They've been. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's a great line. But so basically, apparently, that. Apparently, so a lot of a lot has happened. They aired. Early in August, they had a press-only early screening. Right. And typically, these the press understands that there's not this isn't the finished product we're showing you. We still have a few more weeks to, to get some work in, but this is like a ninety to eight, eighty to ninety percent finished product we're showing you. Yes. When everyone came out of that, a lot of the press apparently was sort of like, "You're sure?" Um, and ABC yeah. themselves were like, "Well, maybe." Possible, um, possible not. August 31st, IMAX did the uh, release screening of the first two episodes back-to-back as like a feature setup. Yeah, I heard about that. And you were the only one. Um, <laughs> you so, and I only found about that on YouTube. Yeah, so the ticket sales for that were so drastically low that it's now doubtful that IMAX could be talked into 
doing this again Ugh. with another television show. That's not good. Well, okay, think about it. That's not good news at all. What's the pool of TV shows that would be thematically big enough and could sell enough tickets to fill an IMAX? Game well, of and, and I think that yeah, that was Game of Thrones is one. Right, and HBO doesn't. They're not going. Why would they no. do that? Yeah, it's it's home box office for a reason. Right, and so that's the thing is like. It's going to be few and far between that are even eligible for this level of cinematography, right? And so, for everyone to bet on this being the thing, in retrospect, was a terrible don't. idea. Like it I was mean, never going to. They, they took a shot to do something different, new, but I don't think they put. I don't think they realized. I don't think they put their best foot forward. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Kudos for trying something different. Like, okay, let's try something new. Let's, right. Let's try to push the limits even more because it's what Marvel is doing all over the board. But I don't think they put their best foot forward. I don't put, think they put their best people on it. Well, and that's the thing. So the quote from the director, and I don't have his name right now. He was the guy, he was the showrunner for this, and he came off of, his his history is is good. His what he, Whatever whatever project he just finished that just released was good. Was good. But it was a low-budget thing. And okay. so the, the quote that came out from him to the media was, Marvel and ABC came to me because they can get a big screen feeling with a low budget and short amount of time. Which I don't think is possible. Um, I mean, okay. So the thing is about TV shows is you're gonna have a noticeably lower budget, and so Absolutely. when you when you're trying to do something as effects intensive as space superheroes, you're probably you're gonna start to run into a little bit of trouble. I mean, look at um, look at the Netflix shows and something like Daredevil or Luke Cage. Now. Being One, so yeah. based in the real well, world, being being so part of what uh, is so good, but uh, in addition to the talented writing and the excellent uh, direction, is that it's street level, right? And so you don't have to have Crazy. a bunch of fireballs and the Hulk no. morphing into green, and you don't have to pay for those stuff because it's supposed to be grounded in realism. It's and now very you're working simple. within your constraints. They right. just went like old school and did it like. Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica style. <laughs> All practical effects. Yeah, All practical. that would have been awesome. The, the only, you know, and this is why you don't do the Inhumans, is that every character requires effects. Right, they do, all of them. All of yeah. them, either heavy makeup or some serious CG. Right. So it was a bad choice. Well, even the show Lost took criticism when they had the polar bear run up on them and jump on them. It looked so fake that from leaked footage, like the trailer footage, yeah. to when the episode aired, they'd already hired two different special effects companies to fix the polar bear because it got made fun of so bad in the trailer. In the trailer. In the trailer for the upcoming season. And what year was that? <sighs> that was, I mean, you're talking about 10 years ago. You're talking about Lost. Yeah, yeah I know. That's so nuts. So they should have taken the James Cameron approach. Technology's not ready for us yet. <laughs> right, we'll just bench it. And I We're going to bench it for another 10 years. And I think this is, remember we've talked about the quote-unquote civil war between Marvel TV, Marvel movie. Right, right, right. And the reason Inhumans wound casualty. Up, right, and the reason Inhumans wound up becoming a TV show instead of a movie is the Marvel TV guy was the one who thought Inhumans needed a place in the Marvel Cinematography Universe. Therefore, when he lost his fight and it came to TV, he still pushed this through. Right. And, you know, I mean, we all love comic books and we all love superheroes, but... We want it done right. We want we yeah. don't want it done right, but quite honestly, there's just some things that just aren't meant for cinema. And I don't know... That, well, see, and I think Inhumans could come to TV, but you gotta you got to really play it a certain way. But the other yeah, part Star of it is Star Trek Battlestar Galactica. So. Yeah, you, practical would be better. But the other problem is uh, ABC's not even happy about the script and story no, necessarily. Yeah, that's 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 the other criticism. That's bad news. Yeah, if you if your if your if your distribution network is also criticizing your your content and not just your effects, 
Because the effects you could fix. Right, it, right. It doesn't come out until September 29th on but TV. But if your content's no good and your right. script's no good, I mean, now nothing's what, no good. What do you do now? At this what point, you, you can't now? reshoot it. No, you can't. Uh, we're going to jump up to a break here. Um, but when we, we come back, we are going to have a f- new friend of the show, a uh, cosplayer. Yeah. Uh, she goes by the name Hane Cosplay. You can look her up on the Facebook. Just type that in. Or Instagram as well. Uh, but we're going to be in Louisiana Comic Con this coming weekend. Uh, we're making our third trip to uh, the LA Con for AVC. She is going to be there. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about uh, what she does. Um, so stick around. Stay tuned. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Hank Cosplay. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to don't you. Like your little games. Don't like your hey guys, Joey Savage here. For our friends, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located off Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. They've got everything. They've got games, toys. They've got action figures. They've got cards. They've got magic. They've got Dungeons and Dragons. Hero Clicks, my favorite. Uh, they've got everything. Yu-Gi-Oh, Vanguard, whatever you want to do gaming-wise, go see my boy B-Mac at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Just mention Nerd Thug Radio. He'll even give you 10% off, a deal you cannot beat. So check that out. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. I don't like your Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And I'm Cole Baldridge. We got Colt45 in the producing with us today. Oh, the Colt himself. The Colt himself. But right now we are joined by a new friend of the show. Uh, she goes by the name of Hane Cosplay. Say hello there. Hello there. So this week coming up, uh, we are going to be in Louisiana Comic Con, our third uh, con in Louisiana. That's right. So far. And so Hane will be there as one of the... Um, the guest of the show, one of the cosplay extraordinaires. And so uh, are you excited for the con? Is this this is the first time we're going to see you uh, in Louisiana? And it's your home state, which is a little awkward, I think. Yeah, definitely. I'm very excited. I've been to the Louisiana Comic Con. Uh, I was there for the uh, 2015 and 2016 edition. And I definitely had a lot of fun. So returning this year as a guest is like so amazing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're excited. We're excited to see get to get down there um, again and and see and stuff. So what was it? Um, what was it that, that originally got you into cosplay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Naruto, of course. <laughs> okay, so I had this cake, and I was attending a convention with my cape on. I was not cosplaying. I was just like, I'm just going to wear it because it's the only place where I can wear it. And all of a sudden, nice. all my friends just got stuff from all over the place. They got me a wig, and they got me some accessories, and they just put on a cosplay at that moment, at the con. And I ended up wearing it, and... They decided to sign me up for the cosplay contest as a joke. And I was just there in the auditorium, and they called my name, and I panicked. I didn't know what to do because my cosplay <laughs> was, it was not really a cosplay. I just right. put it together at that moment. So when they called me, I just I was just like, what do I do? What do I do? Do I call back? Do I run away? What am I supposed to do here? It's so much pressure. So I was just like, okay, whatever, I'm just going to do it. So I went to 
Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, that is that's very cool. Yeah. That's kinda how we started with radio. Someone we just were walking around and there was two mics and we just stood there and they're like, Hey, you guys want a shot at this? That's such a lie. Yeah, it's not true at all, but it would have sounded yeah. great. Yeah, that would have sounded better. <laughs> uh so I do have one question here that's kind of interesting. Um uh most of the cosplayers, uh typically they're they're white girls. Uh you're obviously not. Has it have you found that kind of easier to kind of pick characters because you don't have to do as much you know all the a lot of the anime characters are different color skins and different things like that does is it easier harder for you being that it's it's different for you um well first of all thank you for you know pointing out that the cosplay industry is heavily dominated by white female cosplayers i'm not saying it's something bad it's just you know something that you see um but as a, I'm Hispanic, like 100% Hispanic, and I actually don't have a problem cosplaying characters that are, let's say, white or Asian. Because after all, that's what cosplay is about. You can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want, as long as you don't do stuff like brown facing, because that's just not good. Um, you can just True. cosplay whoever you want. But I do have to say that I love portraying characters that are uh, um, mostly because you don't see that a lot. Like on in anime or video games or just in general. So I like to bring them to the light, you know, just portray them and do something really cool with them. So I definitely do, let's say, white and Asian characters, but my preference is well. Yeah, no, I definitely when uh, when Joey first started talking to you and, and he uh, showed me the page, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, I was like, whoa, this is this isn't a white girl cosplayer. This, this is, is awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, because I'm half Hispanic, and it, the, the thing that I've noticed, and it's it's kind of the nerd industry in general, and it's nothing wrong with it, and uh, you know, and it's growing over time, but it definitely. 80% and 90% you walk around and it, it, it it's a lot of white people. <laughs> yeah. As you said, nothing wrong with it. It's just something that happens in the industry. That's it. Um, Overwatch uh, has, oh man, I'm blanking on our name. Is it Sombra? Yeah, I cosplay Sombra a lot. <laughs> yeah, I see that here. I'm, I'm just kind of looking through this here. Uh oh, what's going on here in this underwear Sombra I'm looking at on your Facebook page? Uh -oh. Uh -oh. My favorite one is, uh, yeah, my favorite one is the Starfire. <laughs> Your Starfire yeah. cosplay is pretty dope. Because mm -hmm. I don't know much about Overwatch, but I do mm -hmm. know me some DC characters. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So what kind of, do you know what your lineup is going into this week? Excuse me? You know, uh, so coming into Comic Blues, or not Comic Blues, I'm sorry, uh, Louisiana <laughs> Comic Con, do you uh, you have your lineup set? Do you know uh, who you're cosplaying on, on the two days? I was thinking about cosplaying Starfire on Saturday, yes. and for Sunday, it's either going to be Okay, very oh, cool. All right, all right. As long as the Starfire, I don't, I don't care what else you do. Like as your as your <laughs> as your new friend here, Joey I'm Savage. Like Starfire too. I am like a big DC fan, and a fun fact, fun fact is that I actually cosplayed the Starfire uh, from the Teen Titans years ago. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, she's she's definitely one of my favorite. I'm, I'm not a huge DC guy, but. She's definitely one of my, my favorite characters from uh -huh. the DC universe. And so when I saw that, I was like, nailed it. 
We're gonna be best friends. <laughs> so you've been doing this now for what? Three years now? If I'm if I'm reading right? Yes, I actually moved to the U.S. years ago, but I have been cosplaying for five years. Okay. So now is cosplay the only thing you do? Um, you're trying to make it like your full-time gig, or is there other things you you do to kind of help help the income? You go to school, like what what is it about hang cosplay that the Nerd Thug Radio wants to know more about? So, I mean, you're kind of like us. You, you got your passion, the cosplay, but you still got, you know, the real world on, on your left shoulder. So, <laughs> yes, uh, of course. Um, I also like doing martial arts. Oh, really? So, oh, really? Uh-huh. That means we all have to stay five feet away at no. all times. What kind of martial arts do you do you practice? I am a green belt in Taekwondo. Oh, really? No kidding. I, uh, I myself, am a... Uh, recommended black belt in the taekwondo first of all wait a minute what's recommended yeah recommended is fake it is fake it's the stage right before you become a black belt so what he is is he's a guy who thinks he's due for promotion no yeah but but the um, the master just never selects him whenever no 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 you guys have no clue what's going on so what what kind of taekwondo (laughs) do you you take there oh my god what uh what association or is your taekwondo um i actually train with tiger lock currently Tiger Rock, okay. Yeah, I, I do American Taekwondo Association. So she's dangerous. And the best in the world. And you're not. I'm a state sparring champion. <laughs> you're a points sparring champion. Right, and I could take you with one hand. For points? For anything. <laughs> anything. Okay, okay. Actually, I really like point sparring because oh. it's different than the other kind of sparring. Right. So it's so, like fake fighting because nobody thinks when very, they're in a fight. Very masterful. I think yeah, all the time. Exactly. You well, just have to, yeah, as I said, everything has to be calculated. So I would rather go a little bit crazy. I got you. <laughs> well, Hayne, uh, it, was, it was wonderful talking to you. Uh, we're up against a break, so we're going to jump out. Uh, but this weekend, Northfield okay. Radio will be in Louisiana Comic Con in Shreveport. No, not Shreveport. Where are we at this time? Yeah. No. Lafayette. Lafayette. We're in Lafayette this oh, week. Man, I'm all over the place. Yeah, today. It's, it's been crazy here. We'll be in Lafayette this week, so all of our Houston fans, you want to get away from the hurricane, take a trip over to our, our friends in Louisiana. Come see Nerd Thug Radio and come see Hayne Cosplay. Hayne, uh, we'll see you this weekend. Thank you very much, guys. Ciao. Adios. Hey, this is Xander Genere. And this is Bonnie Gordon. And together we are the, the Library, Library Bards. Bars. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio Woo-hoo! on com. Welcome back like to Nerd Thug Radio. Ooh, ooh. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Core DLG. Not the unpaid intern. That's right. Cold That's right. Five. You're listening to us on Conos FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Stations. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. There is no justice. <laughs> There's no checking bank account. I knew he was Not tonight. You. I knew. <laughs> Don't forget, check us out at Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio or check us out at NerdThugRadio.com. You can find Corey DLG at FarmersOnly.com if you are into that kind of stuff. You know where you Farms? won't find him? 
What? You know where you won't find Corey on Twitter. No, you, yeah. that's true. There are, you can you can Google me. There's a Corey on there. There's a Corey DLG, but he doesn't respond to there anything. Is. There no, is just only cobwebs. Cobwebs, cobwebs, sadness. sadness. But that's actually at my house too. Also, we just came off of our uh, segment with uh, Hane Cosplay. Don't forget to check her out at uh, Facebook or the Instagram under the same name. But right now, Corey DLG, what something you have to get off that hairy chest of yours? What is it, Harry? I don't think so. I mean, it's not. Uh, no, it's, it's not, not shaved. No, it's not. It's not hairy at all. You're I like mean, a prepubescent boy when it comes to your it's chest. It's not shaved. Like I'm not like a swimmer. Yeah, like, now you've got me like. No, you couldn't be a swimmer because you're afraid of sharks. This is true. Uh, this is very although true. they're not in all water. I don't know. Are they? Sure I hope not. <laughs> all right. You have something that uh, some news. Don't point my news. Don't point at my notepad. Don't point at it. It's sensitive. Don't. It's not sensitive. It's, it's yes, it is. Are, are, are your notes gonna start like get up and run away? Feeling hurt. Yeah. Yeah. He cheats. He, he looks at my top three and then he messes with it. And then he like <laughs> the whole time I'm doing my top three, he's always like, oh yeah, uh, that was gonna be my number one, but I changed it because of you. Like he plays head games the whole time. I'm all about the head games. So that's why I try. This this is not a versus fight. <laughs> no, right? That shows what you know about nerds. <laughs> yeah. All right. So a uh, little bit of movie um, news that's yeah. come out in the past couple weeks. That's uh, what right. you got? So this is a fun one here. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. James Gunn like he just runs his own pub. Like he, does. he doesn't care. He's Mm-mm. he's like Marvel's gonna let me do what I want here. So I'm going to. So he he went ahead and just announced that 2020. This is also coming after months. Or not months, but a few months ago, he wasn't even sure if he was going to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Right, and it was for the of, best reason. Right. I, I love this reason. Right. Uh, what's the name of the actor? I can't Michael keep. Rooker. Uh, so Michael Rooker and him apparently have almost done everything that James Gunn has directed or written, Michael Rooker has been in. Right. So now, spoiler alert, he didn't make it out of, he didn't make it out of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 alive. Uh, he did make it with the best line of the movie, though. Right. I'm Mary Poppins, <laughs> y'all! Um, but he didn't make it out of the movie. And so coming into Trace... Short of some sort of flashback, uh, no Michael Rooker. Right. So that, that actually, that almost stopped James Gunn from coming back. Uh, did you know that his brother... It is Sean Gunn, yeah. His yeah. brother is the right-hand man of Yondu. Right. Where have you been for the last five years? I didn't realize until... He's been hanging out with me. Well, yeah, uh, I didn't know that guys. either. I didn't know that until these interviews uh, really? released after two. Yeah. Where he I guess I'd do more research than you but guys. But also Sean Apparently Gunn, so. uh, he's Groot in a lot of the scenes. He'll dress... Yeah. He, yeah. he makes his brother dress up in the green <laughs> bodysuit and wear the Groot face... And walk around on set. Right. Is that not the best thing ever? Like, hey, bro. But how awesome is that? Your brother's this big shot director. He's like, you know, I'm going to have you in some of my movies. Well, like, it'd be fun until until he made you do stuff like wear the Groot suit. No, I'd do it. I don't want to. You're going to. When we start start shooting our stuff, we need a walking tree. Guess who's doing it? You. Nico? You want to be in this $100 million (laughs) production? Dress up as Groot. Oh, yes. You remember way back when we did our weekly top threes and uh, I made you do the one with like comic books that should be plays oh god so i was the so one, mad the about it walking around is so mad i am groot, groot i am groot groot i am groot that want to be in a musical i am groot i am groot i am that's what it was just terrible Comic books that said should be musicals, musicals. Oh, the guardians no. of the galaxy musical like by the same guy that wrote like frozen and avenue q would be amazing right? i am groot why groot, is everyone groot, else so excited groot, about this groot, idea groot. of comic book musicals like because, because it can be good it. It can oh be my god so because good. here here's normal people and here's exceptional people and you're way over here super exceptional unexceptional un you're negative you're, you're negative over everything i feel like if culture. i'm so unexceptional that makes me exceptional again you like so. you are so lacking in exception it makes me look good <laughs> not only just doesn't make me look good it objectively makes me good Man, because you're negatively we've already got more content out of him in but, two segments than we ever did but, so, but if you go that far left to the exception like suddenly i'm ex- it's like it's a circle there's this, no way it's this a, is not it's, the horseshoe theory yeah here's Corey's idea swipe left 
What? That's how it works. You're so worthless. All right, so what else you got? What All else right. you got? So uh, they, they have announced they have announced a writer director for X Force, and it's the same person. It's Drew Goddard. Awesome. Um, okay. I don't know what he's from. Nailed it. Um, we can look that up. Check yeah, the tapes. Yeah, Colts checking the tapes right here. He has already announced though that it will feature Cable and Deadpool. Um, but they haven't confirmed the studio hasn't if that's going to be, be Reynolds and Brolin or not. Uh, I, I would. I, it's got to be. I don't. It's got to be, and you got to pull Psylocke in there. Ah, man. All right. So Drew check Goddard. this out. So he produced The Martian. Okay. okay. All right. I do he's, like that. He's a writer on Cabin in the Woods. Okay. okay. That was a good one. That was a really good movie. Uh, he was a writer for World War Z. I like that movie too. That's not, you know what though, but they had a lot of writers on that. So that, that good or bad, like, it's hard to know whose fault that was. I like yeah, World War Z. Because okay. Brad Pitt made them reshoot that movie like twice. Nope, do it again. Yeah, okay. And he was a producer <laughs> for season one of Daredevil. Nice. Okay, so, so that's, I mean, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good resume. That's a pretty good resume. So right. there will be an X-Force movie. We kind of already knew that. Yeah. But it will feature Deadpool and, and Cable, Cable. Which, um, is, which is, you know what? The greatest thing ever. I mean, you're because thrilled. Cable is the greatest comic book character of all time. I, Except you know, he, he's not being played by Ron Perlman. Yeah, that's I don't, a I don't like. No, it's not. I don't. Ron I, Perlman's I, done. What's what? crazy? He's I, gone. That's crazy talk. No, that is. That is they're that reshooting Hellboy. They're they are re, they're, they're, re, they're replacing. Yeah. They're replacing. Yeah, replacing Ron Perlman in a reboot of Hellboy. Right now, and Guillermo del Toro won't be involved. Nope. So it's going to be really, really good. Right. Are Actually, you kidding? That first Hellboy was great. Yeah, it was. And Mike, was right. Mike Mignola like it, but... won't be involved either. Right. So it's literally going to be kind of... The director says he's going to keep it true to Mignola's visions. Right. But this could be something completely different. But it does have the share from Stranger Things Which being Hellboy. Really good. I think it's a good choice. Right. To continue Ron Perlman's legacy. But Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin is going to be a great... Cable. I think I think you're right. Perlman would have been a good cable just because he looks like it. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. He would. But no. just, and he's a he's a great actor on nah. his own. Right, on, and on just that kind of like nah. that grizzled feeling. Nah. But uh, and I love Brolin. Brolin's a great actor. I hate Cable. Um, <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite. Like if you had some sort of awful medical condition, uh, that would be what people should watch instead of Cable. No. Um. So okay. If it was um, Deadpool and Cable, like as a um, buddy cop movie, I would hate it. I hate no? it. It won't be. A, it won't be a buddy. Cop I movie. Well, not a not a buddy cop movie, but like the the, 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 we, like we the buddy two part ex- comedy. Yeah, we yeah, had that. It was no. called R.A.P.D. and it wasn't very good. Moving on. All right. So what else you got going on? Also, Jennifer Lawrence. I saw this today. She was the missing link to excited. everything, right? I because was excited. I, I don't know if Beast has confirmed that he's back yet or not. Not, not yet. The other two. the other two are in. Professor X and Magneto are back. James McAvoy. And Michael Fassbender. There you go, Michael Fassbender. They are back. All great things um, come from small beginnings. It's a good line. So Jennifer Lawrence can't do, said can't that do wrong. she owes this to the fans and to the character because it wouldn't feel right to see James McAvoy right. and uh, Fassbender back on the screen, right. and then people will be like, "Well, what happened to Mystique?" Isn't it kind of weird though that we have these great X Men movies, the New Age ones, and the character Mystique is what's holding them all together? I, it's a totally different. Right, they've completely changed everything, and I right. love it. I love it. Which is um, which is good. You need right. that for the cinema. Like it can't be just like the comic. No, books. and and they knew that they were never gonna, they weren't gonna be able to do anything like the comic books. Uh-uh. Especially not 15 years ago when they started all this. No. no, no, no. So they had to do something totally different, right? And so where they wind up now is interesting right. because you're right. This isn't an X Men that you would ever see in a comic book. I mean, even the lineup: Cyclops, Jean Grey, Quicksilver. Nightcrawler, Beast, X Men, go. Yeah. And that's kind of a weird huh? team. What? And then you say led by Mystique. Yeah. 
What? Wait, wait a minute. What's going what? on? Okay, wait. So I, ha- I haven't, I haven't seen uh, Apocalypse. Okay. So is she is she leading the X Men now? So by the end of Apocalypse, what? So this is kind of a cool thing. Her story was interesting during that movie. She was sort of a freedom fighter, like hope figure like, for mutants around the world. Right. Okay. When, so good when, Magneto. Yeah, like good Magneto. Like yeah, like anti human, pro mutant, make mutants feel good. She was like a freedom fighter for them. She was based so when that movie starts. She's kind of like a legend. No, that was that was that was the other one. Yeah, she's like an urban legend at this point. And when Nightcrawler crosses paths with her, he's like, "You're the Mystique," and oh. she's like, "She's like, yeah, whatever, we gotta go." Um, and so by the end of that one, though, she's leading the X Men, and Professor X obviously yeah. is still in the wheelchair, yeah. like teaching them. But she's the yeah. field commander. Yeah, she pe- she picks up from Days of Future Past where she's saving mutants. It picks right up here where she's you know she saves Nightcrawler first, right? And uh, yeah, towards the end. You know, for every comic you you read, like eighty percent of comics involving the X Men, like Cyclops is the leader of the X Men. Right. And this one, he's like an he's not an afterthought, but he's a young Cyclops who he's not ready. He's not ready. Right. And so you have to have somebody who knows what they're doing, and boom, there she is. You know, it's it's Mystique. She's been around for all the films. Yeah. So it is kind of weird that Mystique is like the blue, and also at this point the especially when you have actors like Michael Fassbender and and James McAvoy, and then you tell them be philosophical leaders but not leaders right. not right. not action people i mean you know uh so you have to play somebody has to go play that lead. basically fill the wolverine shaped hole yes that's right still there absolutely and by the way he has the best cameo in x-men apocalypse but he's in there for like all of three minutes and it's the scariest best wolverine <sighs> so short great. of the logan it's basically oh, yeah. the weapon x version yeah so, so those who know the comic books, they basically kidnapped him, put animantium in him, and at the end of it, they're programming him to be a weapon where literally they want to just point and click, tell him to kill. He kills it. They then tell him to go to sleep. They pick him up, put him back in his cage. Then they they ideally would hold on to him it's until like they what they release do, him again. It's like what they do with the Winter Soldier yes, on, on yeah, the Avenger side, right. but what they're trying to do with Wolverine. And that was what Weapon X wanted to do with him. Yeah, the, pretty much the Winter Soldier special there. Well, the X-Men are trapped inside the base. They come across his cage. Jean Grey can feel his mind in there that's ferocious and scary. So she opens up the cage and lets him out. Okay, he so, just goes nutso. And just kills all everyone in the base. It's so crazy. Okay, so they've gotten to the point where they're actually doing X-Men stuff again. Yeah. Okay. But he walks off into the snow and he leaves. He leaves. So like you he's see done. him, it's like three minutes of Wolverine. Right. Done. He makes a cameo. He's in. He's out. He destroys like what Wolverine <laughs> should do, basically. It sounds like what a cameo should be. Right. Yeah. No, it, no, it was exactly. Good. And uh, so, I mean, going going forward to the next movie, is it Jessica Chastain is signed on in some form? Uh, that's the name that I heard that I saw um, that was going to be Shi'ar. Right. And so, which is weird because they said it was going to involve the Shi'ar. Right. But then they also now... Well, the name of it's Dark Phoenix. Dark, Dark Phoenix. But they have some... I think they're going to Genosha. If I'm not right. Mistaken. They want to do Genosha too. It sounds like they want to do Genosha. They said they want to make this cosmic but grounded. Right. Which... Sounds like Inhumans a little bit. <laughs> but it's on a, but it's on a, uh, a big screen big budget. Big screen budget. Yeah, yeah, right. They got $400 million for this one. So we're going <laughs> to jump out to a break real quick. When we come back, we're going to get into the weekly top three. Thank you. Oh. Stay with us, Nerd Thug Radio. I don't like your little games. Hi, this is Rob Guillory, the artist of Chew. Just want to say shout out to Nerd Thug Radio. Keep it real. Welcome 
Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. I'm Cole Baldridge. And you are listening to us on Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Station. And worldwide at uh, IRLoneStar.com. We're halfway through the show. Again. So that means we are at the weekly top three. Uh-oh. All right. Boom, boom. Grab your towels, dry yourself off. It's time for a weekly top three. Let's get mopped. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna have a good time. Nico's on the bench this time. Don't ask why. We're all out here. Got a weekly top three. We're doing things different this time. TV, ABC special, doing Marvel characters, rocking and trying to replace the inhuman murder. Nailed it. There it is. So this week, the weekly top three, um, I was reading an article where ABC said because of the success of Jessica Jones and really all they got going on is uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and in humans, as we just talked about, it's not doing so well. And Agent Carter did really well, too. Agent Carter did well. They want to find and make a female-led superhero show. And okay. so... Nerd Why have they not called me already? Nerd Thug Radio is one thing we know how to do is create right. ideas and put them out there for That's the right. world to see and then steal them. So... The weekly top three this week. It was, was so apt. Was it? <laughs> it was so the weekly top three this week. Um, putting, the, putting the thug and nerd thug radio. That's right, that's right. baby. Uh, we, we are our top three choices that we would choose if we were studio execs at the ABC. For female Marvel superheroes. Female Marvel superheroes. And I went as so far as the only properties that probably ABC and Disney owned. But my my partner over here might have. I got a couple that might not that might that are questionable at best. So uh, go All ahead, right. Corey DL to the jizzle. Uh, Colt didn't have enough time for prepare because, like I said, we found him at the bar across the street. Right. Um, so he will chime in on our, our one, twos, and threes. So he you're number stum- three. He I do I do have one comment though. Oh. When doing this extensive research on <laughs> for the superheroes, Google female yeah. superheroes. Literally, what I almost what I have, but like okay, so it has like all the big name titles you have like. Um, Scarlet Witch, She-Hulk, Rogue, Black Widow, Gamora, um, I think it was Obscure, like Crystal, Jean Grey, Season Storm, and then this one person, oh, it's not here, but like Clinton Barton was listed <laughs> on the list, it was just like a picture of Hawkeye, it was just like, what is this? How did, how, you know, you know, hmm. Do you, do you, the reason he winds up on those lists is because he's interconnected to so many of those he emails. Slept with so many oh, of them right. is what you're trying to say. Yeah, nicely. Right, DLG, what's your number yeah. three? It must be good to be an Avenger. Um, my number That's three actually would be a really good TV show because they can basically start over here. Okay. It would be the right. Spider-Gwen. Okay. So Gwen Stacy. Owned by Fox. Okay. Right. So they own, Sony. Well, they, Sony owns the movie rights to Spider-Man. So you don't think they own the TV stuff? No, because the there's a Disney XD Spider-Man cartoon. There is. There so is. there's, okay. there's got to be some play here where there's they got could, to be right. They could do okay. So essentially, what we would do here is Spider Gwen. So every universe is Spider-Man is someone different, right? And there's one universe where it's actually Gwen Stacy who's Spider-Man, to, and Peter Parker dies. Spider-Man? No, 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 no. I would do Gwen Stacy because it would be a young little pretty blonde girl to be your your featured but, TV but not star. Spider-Man? No, no, no. Spider-Man would be. Infinitely better than Spider Gwen. They could cross over every once in a while, but yeah. it would be so awkward. Would, it would be, be like so a horrible. comedy thing, yeah. But so I Gwen, can just imagine if one of the Golden Girls like put on a Spider Man, <laughs> Betty White. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's Betty White. Betty White, White is Spider Man. It's starring Betty White, directed by James Gunn. There, there you go. Is. Okay, that so, would be a funny thing. Time to derail. So, so Gwen Stacy. So Gwen Stacy, uh, you know, Spider Spider lovers everywhere know Gwen Stacy is mm-hmm. 
the love of Spider-Man's life who then dies because Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man. Right. Essentially, yeah. the reason Gwen Stacy is dead is because Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Right. So, in one reality, she's Spider-Man and Peter Parker is dead because she is Spider-Man. Right. So, okay. the twist is kind of really interesting there. He tried to make himself into the lizard or something. Yeah, he, I, I don't remember what, exactly what it is, but I do know something that, like that in this reality, he's dead, she's alive. And it's a weird dichotomy because he, when they um, did the Spider-Verse event where all the Spider-Men are together, she's the only Gwen Stacy. Right. All, almost all... Predominantly, it's like 80% Peter Parker's, and they're all like, Gwen, you're so, alive? If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, because I read uh, Sadie Savage loves Spider-Gwen. I got so, her hooked on that. You're welcome. So if I, if I remember correctly, he, Peter Parker wanted to be, I guess he found out that she's Spider-Gwen or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he wants to be kind of a hero like her. Mm. So he injects himself with some stuff where he's supposed to be, I guess, the lizard maybe. Uh -oh. And it, it doesn't, doesn't work. go so well. I guess she has to. Okay, so here's the question. What would make a Spider-Gwen show more compelling than, say, a Miles Morales show or something comparable um, in the spider Well, Park A, we show. have to go females here. Right, so. that was the gimmick. Number one. But what would make it more compelling is, or what would make it different is yes. Miles Morales could exist in a Spider-Man universe, so you wouldn't necessarily he change all the villains and all this. does exist by in a Spider-Man universe. But by the ripple effect, because Gwen Stacy is Spider-Man, everything's different. So a Dr. Octopus is different. Even there's even a Captain America in her universe, and it's a it's a female, and it's the female version of the Falcon who's Captain America. Sam okay. Wilson. So it's Samantha Wilson Samantha is Wilson. the Captain America. So you could you TV viewers would see familiar things differently, and so it would give new opportunities and new takes for all of these characters. And it's such a cool story because in the in the um in in the in the comic book, her dad is still this big police officer. Yeah, Captain Stacy. And he's like hunting down Spider Gwen. Right. So there's a point where they she has to reveal herself to him. So you got that great kind of story going. She's also in a band in the comic. Yeah, with, she's a drummer. With uh, Mary Jane. They're called like the Mary Janes or something like that. Yeah. So it, it, it would end up being like one of those like cool teenage right. type shows. Very Riverdale, but better. Right. Yeah. Plus, I don't know if you can get better than Riverdale. No, I mean, it's not so, that hard. You just don't saying. put Luke Barry so in it. So this would be like Gilmore Girls, but with web-slinging Yes, everywhere. that's Something exactly like that. what it would be. That's the a greatest show on Earth. That's oh, a very yes. compelling story, and I like where you're going with that. See? I made a TV show. So my number three, and the only reason it's my number three is because she's already made an appearance in a Marvel show. Okay. okay. Um, my number three is the character Mockingbird. I thought about this one. So because she's on my number. If, if she had never like been on Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., I would have moved her up to number two at least. Okay. But she's been on TV once. Uh, and, been... and, and Audrina Pagerich did a right. great job with her. And the reason they left S.H.I.E.L.D. was they almost got their own spinoff. Right. They... But then Agent uh, Carter, the second season, didn't do as well. Right. So they And like... that canceled Mockingbird. Right. But, uh, and I don't know what the other guy's yeah, name was. Dave? I don't yeah. know. That guy is cool, though. But yeah, <laughs> you could do a Mockingbird and do the West Coast Avengers thing. You could send her out west to California. She's doing her own thing over there. You could have side characters like the West Coast Avengers uh, well, yeah, on the show. Because she's, she's part spy, part superhero. So you right. can play both. She can do both sides. Exactly. And you've already got a character, a strong female lead that could carry it on. Man, you, she was perfect. Right. She was perfect. You already really have was. the ties into it. So the only thing I didn't like was that she's dark-haired. Right. And, um, and then, like, when they dyed her blonde later, it just looked fake. Right. She's not, she's, oh, there's not a nice way to say this. She doesn't look good blonde. Right, which is weird, right? Most right. People, most girls do. Not her, though. Most dudes do. What? I gotta step up for our boy there. I'm gonna stay over here on this one. <laughs> but um, no, you've already got the lead character. You've right. already got a concept. Right. And you can, you know, send it out to the West Coast and, and make it its own. Exactly. And you could tie in the spy 
Shield. You, know. you can bring in Colson whenever you wanted to. Right. You, you could, yeah, you could tie it into Agents of Shield whenever you needed to. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, big crossover event this summer. Oh, here we oh, go. They'll, they'll swap episodes. It could, it could become part of, you know, you have the Arrowverse. Right. Where they all cross over. Now you could have the Shieldverse where they cross over. Just like Netflix. Just like Netflix. Agent, that's like the movies. That's where you got to go, man. Syncricity. You got to. I made that up. That's not a word. That's a great word. Syncricity. Synchronize them. See? Kevin Feige like should just this. take over the TV verse. And so it's all like. Shared universe. See, I don't think there's enough money. That man at this point is so rich right. that they what what if you made Marvel movies, what would be the check to get you to come to TV? Right. Um it would complete, be like complete creative control. They would I mean that's show. a given though. But that right. would be a given, right? Because you already made all the movies and you were the president of the like the people who leave blame him and the people who succeed credit him. Yeah. So you already get all the credit anyway and all the blame. So for them to say, hey, come make our TV, like you would have to be like every dollar you would ever make from anything I do, I get instead of you. Then they'd be like, "Well, why do it?" And right? Because be like, exactly. because everything I touch turns to gold. I am Marvel God. Right, but then there'd be no reason to. They'd just leave him where he is in the movies. The yeah. only reason he would ever do it is just so that if like he was like this big narcissist and he could just be like, "I am the greatest if man wanted, ever if when wanted, it comes to cinema." Who's the TV, TV guy? TV or if, money? If he or wanted movies, if he wanted to embarrass the TV guy, like if he hated the TV guy that much, yeah, that he was just I like, "I could do your job better." Right. right. Now that you tanked Inhumans, let me come in and do Inhumans right. season two, and it and it does a hundred times better. And then then they're like, "Oh, Kevin right. Feige, he's the best. He's the best." It's like. You know, I mean, it's kind and he of, does it all for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, right. He's like, I will donate all of the money I make to charity because I'm going to be the greatest man ever. So you, you in fact, I would do it. Now you're a supervillain at that point, so right? You in fact, Corey, have answered your own question, right? What will it take for him to just step down to do TV? Not even step petty down, pride. just be over everything, right? Petty pride. Listen, That's the check. The I, check is petty is pride. Like, listen, you are Marvel. Anything we put on cinema, whether it be TV or movie, heck, even Netflix. You're in charge of. You are going to be the greatest person ever. That's what. That's how I'd pitch it to him. You will be. You will go down in history as the greatest creator. Meanwhile, of he's comic book stuff Meanwhile, he's living ever. in his, his penthouse in Trump Tower already with his millions of dollars that he's already right. made, and he's like, "I'm good." He's like, "You know what? Mm. I'm gonna go save DC instead. See you later." <laughs> I'm, I'm already only working two days a week. I, yeah. I'm pretty busy. I'm gonna yeah, go, I'm gonna go fix DC yeah. right in my spare time. I'm gonna go hang out with Josh Whedon. Fix I'm gonna DC. do some. Uh, I'm gonna do some honorable mentions because we don't have time to go back to a two here. Okay, go ahead. So, I, uh, Abigail Brand yeah. is agents of Swar- uh, Sword. She's dead in TV. She's dead in TV. Uh, in the Shield universe, which looks like they're about to do Sword in space, Abigail Brand could do like a Firefly esque right, right. Shield tie over show you're talking about right. mockingbird this would be the space complement to that uh you have her kind of handling the space issues they have enough marvel characters in space that are kind of simpler lower level that you could do that don't require a ton of right. cg you know look if they could paint data white every episode of star trek next generation right you could have a blue guy walking so around here my, my honorable mention real quick and then we'll jump out is uh it's just she hulk um i think jennifer jones right like, i think it's just a great jennifer story walter and it's like Jennifer Walters. It's yeah. a great story and it's a great concept. When you're on a TV level, like she's green all the time. Right. It's not like she's right. Bruce Banner and then she turns into the Hulk. Like she is green all the time. So that's something you would definitely have to attribute for. And I just don't know if it's TV worthy. I don't know. You just spray paint her or you just film like 12 episodes a day. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, I think that's how they do that. I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen any, a lot of, I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's what you would want to do with that. Maybe like, maybe Data just came in on the last day and like he's just a, a blank space the rest of the season, and then he comes in one day they paint him white and he films all his scenes at once. Right, done so. 
So we're going to jump out work. to a break here real quick. When we come back, we'll get into mine and DLG's number twos and number ones. You're listening to Nerds Like Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. I don't like I mean, the beat drops. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons and Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny. They've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family friendly and great to go to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. I don't like your little Welcome back to Nerd don't Thug Radio. Like I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Uh, feel that T-Swift. Uh. That's Corey DLG. Uh, T-Swift. Michael Baldridge. Uh, and uh, you're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. And T-Swift. And uh, T-Swift. You know, it drops, the beat drops hard. T-Swift goes hard. And then it just goes, goes downhill from T-Swift there. is almost as thug as Nerd Thug. <laughs> Not even close. I mean. The beat drops. You think about know, your like, ex. Are we more thug or is she, she more thug? We're more thug than her. Obviously, I mean T Swift's pretty thug. She's not thug at all. T Swift, she thug. is. She is the polar opposite of thug. Not, you know, I don't guys. I don't think you guys are really thinking this. Name story. one yeah. thing that T Swift has been thug at. T Swift is super thug. She loves them and leaves them like nobody's business. If you guys can't recognize that she makes millions I don't think of dollars, that's what makes that you thug. is not. That's super thug. thug. That's she's super lame. That's and I savage. Hate to say she's it, super. That, that is your mm-hmm. guilty pleasure. And I don't. I don't even feel guilty about it. Like no, I feel right don't. about it. He feels right that he's a 34 year old man with That's a big right. beard that drives around delivering pizza, listening to T Swift. Mm. Mm. Like I mean, I mean, there could be a support group for you. I mean, okay, I T-Swift can I can be relate because oh, what are you listening to? Well, Mariah Carey. No, whoa, I've hey, been, I've whoa, been, what was that? Okay, based on some bad decisions, I've decided <laughs> to start listening to 303 again. So it's just like really cruddy pop. And 303. Yeah, I don't know. What? How yeah. young are you? Yeah. 23. <laughs> <laughs> we traded up with Nico. So three. <laughs> yeah, sure. We got older, and somehow uh, we don't know the musical reference. 303. No, no. It's 30H exclamation point. Oh, three. okay. I know what you're talking about I, now. Yeah. Now I don't know now, at all. Now I know what you're talking about. And it's lame. You it two is. need to go to support group. Three Speaking of support groups, three. before okay. we get going here, right. um, my Chinese food streak is over. What? I knew it. The flood just got to me. It broke you. It broke me. I needed something happy in my life. Man, needed that I MSG was... inside of you. So now I'm going to start a new streak. It's how many weeks can I go on eating Chinese food in a row? That's a better streak for me to root for. Okay. I'm, I'm at two weeks now. I'm behind you, man. Two full weeks. You could get to a thousand weeks. I could. I could get there first before you. Okay, I'm going to make a sign that says, how I'm going to be, like... be the Cal Ripken of Chinese food. There you go. It's. I'm going to make a sign that says, like, it's been... X days yeah. since Joey has gone like without Chinese. No, no, no. Food. I'm eating Chinese food once a week from here on out. So it is until been X I week. die. It has been X two weeks That's since right. Joey has started eating. Chinese That's right. I'm on a two week streak. Next week it'll be three. All right, let's get into our weekly topic. Yeah, I can never catch you. I You're mean, that's, going all, to that's now. all time works. Sucker. Now, I'll have more Chinese meals in a week than yeah, you. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, fearlessly so. All right, I so we're in the scared. middle of the weekly top three. What we're doing is ABC is looking to make a female led TV show. And so we are giving our thoughts That's on right. who they should be 
because one of these six women that we name will probably end up. Yeah, they're going to wind up stealing not only our idea for the character, but our idea for the right. show. So, Corey, who's your number two? The Black Cat. Felicia Black Hardy. Black Cat. So, two Spider-Man characters out the gate. Okay. Yeah, they, they fit like a street-level kind of. They do. They do. What would be something that's affordable and easier to make and a little more realistic? Right. With Felicia Hardy, though, with Black Cat, you could go gritty. You, you could. could go real gritty because she's a criminal she has a little bit of, she doesn't want to like hurt people. She's not a bad guy, bad guy, but she's by no stretch a good guy. No. So this good, could be a really Netflix fun show. kind of gritty show. Plus, depending on how daring or sexy you go in casting, right. there's, there's a lot of different ways you could take a show like this. True. Um, but you could go, I mean, uh, Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron uh-huh. was brutal in its violence. The fight choreograph, I think it was actually nominated for its choreography. Really good stuff. Um, the fights were just, if you, if you have it. Watch the, if nothing else, did Forge how well the fights flow. Something like that would work. This would be the perfect kind of vehicle for that. I agree. That's all I got. That's all you got? That's all I was, I mean, she could steal stuff. Like right. capers and things. Capers? Like, like eat capers so or like go the, on capers? The genre of this would be something like bank heist superhero? No, not, not, see, not really superhero. She just, in a world of costumes, she she feels obligated to sort of costume up, but it's more out of a necessity to protect Felicia Hardy in the comic books originally was a socialite, so you you would play kind of both worlds. Uh-huh. She was actually casing people to steal from while she was being a socialite. So it's leverage. It's uh, leverage, but good. Yeah. <laughs> what? You, and everything you in between. Call leverage bad. Leverage wasn't bad. It had sort of like a Hoke feel to it, though, that sometimes was played well, and other times I was like, I, I don't like it. And I actually liked a lot of their casting uh, in that show. Casting was good. But they just, they kind of... Lost you? Yeah. The, around the middle, everybody was too chummy and fun to be around, and they were too friendly at that point. And I was like, these guys should still hate each other a lot. And a lot. They were immediately, that, like, fair. best friends. Okay. Hey, hey, buddy. Wait, are you talking, like, the middle of the series or the middle of each episode? Like, by the middle of the first season, they were they were friends. Yeah, you're right. And it was like, like really? Like, it's been I'm two capers right. at this point. Like. The Super fight guy. I just want to hear you say capers. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it, but honestly, I haven't do seen that. it since like Netflix. It went off Netflix. Don't don't go back and watch it. You'll save yourself. Yeah, you ever do that? Like you revisit something and you're like, this isn't as good as I recall. Yeah. Yes. The I one would... thing that passes the test of time every time is Young Justice. Also, Empire of the Gangs of New York, the first one. Wrong. Yes. Gangs of New York. Wrong. All right. So my number two is uh, Spider Woman. Okay. Jessica Drew. Okay. You still do spy still do right. superhero. She's got ties to S.H.I.E.L.D. and she's got ties to Hydra. So you're just trying to feed them like. Right. You, I'm you building a universe here, man. here. Okay. I'm All building right. a universe okay. Keep here. Keep it simple. Yeah. I'm Kevin Feige. Uh, I mean, he's talented. Yeah, he is talented. I'm the greatest <laughs> man ever. But yeah, no, she's got ties to both. So you've always got that working for you. Right. And she's got the spider name. And she kind of has sort of a special effecty power that occasionally you could use the little. Right. Bio zap thing. Right, so you don't have to use it all the time. Right. So you keep that to a minimum. But every once in a while you'd be like, zappy, zappy, zappy. Plus, they just gave her a new costume in the comics that's very TV friendly. Yeah, so. they really did. And they did that because I think Ooh. for a second people were like, oh, she's coming to TV. Ooh. Yeah, she's going to come to TV because I well, said it. You pitched it. So right. now she has to. All right, so what's your number one? So my number one here is Maria Hill. Homer pick. Um, mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to say that for one of your picks. <laughs> but. You see, so here I would do something crazy different. It's, you already have somebody cast as it. You, you already have somebody yeah. cast as it, the girl from How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. She comes back to TV. But instead of bringing her back to S.H.I.E.L.D., right. you do something completely different with the character. You bring her back as an absolute outsider because, remember, she helped Captain America 
and stayed on the you, outside well, of all this you, stuff. What you could do is because where Agents of Shield is going now is now they're in space, right? They're in space. Oh man! And Shield has been Shield was something here was now. something. Yeah. And they the government tried to take it over, and then it imploded because they were phony and right Hydra and, and, all, Hydra that. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So now you have to rebuild Shield. So you can bring Maria Hill back as right. the new leader of Shield. And it's his own separate show, and you can still keep Colson and everybody else out in then you have, La La you have, Land. You have Shield out in La La Land, and right. then you have Maria Hill, director of director Shield. Of Shield, and then you've got Spider Woman and Mockingbird over here. We've just created a whole, a whole universe. universe. We gave them three and shows for their one. Yes. And yes. so the really yes. cool, the really yes. cool thing yes. about keep going. Yes. No. Yes. All the shared universe that. is that each show could have its different genre. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you could have a. Uh, the Maria Hill show as something like sounds like an ESPN show. It does. <laughs> this is the Maria Hill show. No, but you can have it as like a hi Maria, Cold first War time, style. long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> you can have it like as as this uh, duplicious double agent thriller feel to it. Right, like it's very spy esque. Mm-hmm. She oh, doesn't yeah. know who to trust. She's building a spy network. Right. How do you build a spy? Yeah, because right. Agents of Shield it, it started out as like a monster of the week that yeah. Kind Very of followed Buffy-esque. along with the yeah. yeah, it followed along with the uh, with the movies, but then it really came into its own when she, uh, Hydra started taking over. But it didn't really go into that spy agency angle. No, it didn't play the spy stuff. It played really the at. war aspect. Right. Yeah. And so Maria time. Hill could te- almost like Burn Notice, but but bigger and better. Did you ever see Burn Notice? Shield Notice. Shield Notice. Yes. Ooh. Burn Notice was kind of interesting because he would give spy tidbits. So like he would do a lot of voiceover stuff. And he, oh yeah. He was yeah. like he was like one interesting thing to do here is to crush up a light bulb and lay it out inside your hotel door and you'll hear someone approaching. Like he would do like little things like that as these little budget montages. He's crunching right. it up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also again with a Maria Hill type show you can stay low budget TV style. Exactly. You do a lot of special effects. Exactly. Um, and it's someone people can relate to because she doesn't have any superpowers. Right. And then you can still do fun fights. Right. Which is what. Like, the thing that made Arrow great television is the fights definitely didn't suck. No, Stephen Amell is awesome. He's brutal. He does a good job. He did the Ninja Warrior thing. Yeah. Yeah. So my my number one. What do you got? Is uh, Miss Marvel. Okay. A.K.A. Kamala Khan. I, I thought about this one, the power. The power is the one put thing. Put me off a little bit. The one thing you'd have to worry about. But you could do it in a way where the show is not centered on what her powers are. Because let's be honest, she's a teenage Muslim who is a superhero. Right. So you've got a whole niche of people and a, a different perspective, um, which God, we need different perspectives right now. Yeah, we do. So yeah. the whole show is not so much to start out is what powers can she be? It's how do you become a hero in today's age when you've got a different religious background than, you know, when you're majority. different from everyone else, how do you get them to accept you right. as the hero? So that's, that's kind of the basis of the show. No, I agree. And the I powers agree are secondary. Yeah. And uh, that really could be a great show. It could be on the, the right actor. No, right. it would be because you had um, what was it? Um, Quantico. Did you watch that show? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't watch it, but you had a female, you lead. know, Arab lead. That right, was she on was the Indian, show. Indian, Indian. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's something different you don't see. Right. And that show is working. And she it has worked. She blew up like a skyrocket. Right. And man. so you have something, you know, along those lines, and you can. You know, like we, we talk about this a lot. There, we need more diversity in comics. Absolutely. Uh, and, we, and we talked about and this in television and entertainment. Yeah, we talked about this with uh, Hain cosplay earlier. That's you right. Know, you know, we need it's a majority white uh, genre of and, stuff. And it's not even that. It, and it, to you know, it's not that white people don't even want to see other stuff. It's right. just there's nothing else ever presented. Right. I would, I'd love to see other stuff. Right. I mean, Black Panther is going to come out and watch. It's going to crush it. It's, it's going to absolutely crush. crush. The the trailers have been gorgeous. The movie's going to be awesome. 
and it's just gonna it's just gonna kind of show people that if you're gonna do something right, it doesn't matter what it, what is. it is. Right. If you're gonna do it right, and you're, you know what's what else is you're gonna see is when it starts coming out, you're gonna get a whole lot of toys coming out. You're gonna get people doing all kinds of promotions. You're gonna see a bunch of little white kids walking around as all, Black Panther. As Black Panther, right? And absolutely. Playing with Black Panther toys and stuff and. That's what it is. Like it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. That thing's not that big a deal. It's not gonna. It, and it can add an interesting aspect to right. story to adults. What I would like to see coming up to that also is the conversation. I'm curious what the conversation will be at that point, because you never had the conversation like that with Blade because he was a vampire hunter. Right. It wasn't really superheroes. I finger quote that he was a vampire hunter. Super-hero. Even though it was Marvel comics, Super. it was vampires he was the first big uh marvel trilogy right it was it was the first comic comic book trilogy really right. that, that that succeeded Seated. because batman by the third one was pretty bad um this will i think this black panther movie will have a conversation that change that's different and i'm curious to see what that's going to be but yeah i think it all starts with someone like camilla khan right and, and it's not marvel. focused on that, her powers but how she interacts in and how world. she shows today's world how she could still be a hero i'm a hero and that means it's time for this hero to take a break when we come back, we're going to get into the Nico DLG uh, uh, segment. What? Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Yeah, hey, hi. Uh, this is Ernie Hudson, and I got to just give up great respect for Nerd Thug Radio and great respect for you guys for tuning in and listening. I don't like Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, it's me, Joe, we savage, and <laughs> Corey DLG. Just go Joe, we. I, I want to make it rhyme. You know? Joe, we. Joe, 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 DLG segments. But he is fell victim to Hurricane Harvey. Stop saying that. God rest his soul. He's talking like he's died. You know, I just saw him today. <laughs> Went to check on this house, make sure he was okay. He offered me crackers. They had crackers? Uh, yeah, Cheez-Its. Oh, man. I, like I didn't Cheez-Its. want any. What? I don't know. They give me heartburn. You should have saved them for me. They, yeah. give me. they give me heartburn. You should have kept them in your pocket I'll, and given right. them to me you when I got here. You never turned down Jesus. So right. I'm, I'm derailing the Nico DLG segment. I'm taking it over and calling uh, it the Joey Savage segment now. Yeah, because what we need is more you. More Savage. Yeah. Um. So It's like the opposite of all the emails we get. No, it's not. It's can, actually, we, can we, we get want, less Savage, please? We don't want Joey Savage. The thing is, though. <laughs> we want Corey and Nico. Corey right. hasn't checked the email probably in three months. So no, but no, I send all the emails. He has no clue what goes in there. <laughs> How do you send all the emails? I send emails to the DLG never email. never gotten on there in three months. See, I send all the D- from my DLG account every day. I email Nerd and I just go, no less more savage, Savage, more DLG. And then that's, that's the, our only customer complaints. I'm what <laughs> makes this show Your pop. only complaint is infighting. <laughs> so a couple weeks oh ago, DLG, God. we uh, we were down and saw our friends at uh, Reality of Wrestling. That's true, we did. big Summer of Champions Four, which I won, which... and I am now the heavyweight champion of reality wrestling. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. Um, and hello, so hello, hello. So they've, they've already dropped the first segment on on the YouTube and the CW. Yep. Um, but they just announced not too long ago that they are leaving the CW, which is local TV. Oh, okay. And they are going to be going to the Fight app. Now we were talking about. Are they leaving? Yes, they're leaving CW. So, that's, so now it's confirmed. It's confirmed. They okay. are not going to be on the CW. They'll still have their YouTube stuff, but now they're going to show their pay-per-views on this fight app live, I believe, is what, what they're getting at now. 
so they'll be they'll be live on the fight app so you can watch it there and then i guess they're gonna release it in segments maybe on it's very interesting time for them i'm not sure how it's gonna work out because what our friends at reality of wrestling do is they record once a month and then they create a whole month worth of shows out of it they go back and do backstage promos that you don't see during the show right um and they get to talk to the guys about what's going on and so that i'm not sure how it's going to affect that the good news is the fight app is huge yes all of your indie wrestling stuff you can find on the fight app uh they got mixed martial arts stuff on the fight app is that what it's called fight fight f-i-t-e okay oh okay they're not not up yet they're not up yet but this weekend we're gonna be in louisiana comic-con but uh they're they're going to host their first show um in texas city at the world gym arena it is free to get into Um, in honor of hurricane harvey i think they're doing some charitable donations and stuff but they are they are broadcasting that it'll be their first show on the fight app now, while we were at Reality Wrestling, yes. we spoke with a bunch of our friends and, and wrestlers that were there. We did some interviews and whatnot. Talking about when I won the championship. Yes. Okay. No. All right. Um, so I also won the tag team titles there while I was there. Oh, okay. Brock so might, I now have three belts. Brock and Van might have something to say about that. Well, I'll give them a title uh, shot. Um, but anyways. 1v1 them? At the end of this segment. No, I'll take two on one. Yeah. I'm fearless. Ooh, That's that how I won the titles. Our, uh, our I'm going to put this up on Worldstar. <laughs> I'm going to get all that ad revenue from Done. when you get stepped into the street. Especially because the other guy is huge. Like, Brock's a friend of ours, but the other guy I'm scared of. I'm not going to lie. But uh, our friend um, Brian Keith picked up another win at the show. And uh, I talked with him afterwards. And at the end of this segment, you're going to hear the interview. Um, but since we're on the, the stance of wrestling, um, I, I just want to talk more about, about wrestling. So okay. this is the Joey Savage segment now. Um, so a lot of times what we talk about more often than not on the show, yes, besides reality wrestling, is WWE. Okay. Uh, very rarely we, we get into other indie stuff and the stuff in Japan. But the other promotion that's in um, the U.S., which I would say now is probably around the third biggest one, um, it used to be TNA, and now it's been Global Force Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Well, I do want to talk about this. So within a matter – okay. So this was TNA, right? Right. Um, it was TNA up until like three or four months ago. True. And then um, what's his name from uh, Smashing Pumpkins? Uh, <laughs> Billy uh, Corbin. Billy Corrigan. Corrigan. Comes in. Corrigan. Corrigan. He comes in. Corgi. He, uh, he purchases Cardigan. a piece. Or they're supposed to sell him a piece. Uh, yeah, this is, this is some weird business because he agrees to buy a piece. However, right. money never changes hands. He agrees to buy a piece and become creative control because he's a huge wrestling fan himself. Who would have thought? Yeah, right. So he's going to come in and do his own thing. It lasted maybe three weeks. They never paid him. He Well, he never paid them. He never paid them or whatever. They never could come up to agreement. Right. Big lawsuit type stuff. He leaves. He's gone. Right. So then TNA is in flux again. I was like, they're going to sell it. Right. And the issue is the reason he came in and was going to buy some of it or all of it was because they have money issues already. Right. So they're always they're, they're kind of always teetering on the brink. They have been for the last year and a half. Yeah. Because I've, I've read many articles where like TNA is weeks away from being over. Yeah. The last year and a half, they've been teeter-tottering. So then they, uh, after, uh, you like that? I did. So after, after, uh, Smashing Pumpkins leaves, um, they reach out and they go to get Jeff Jarrett, which is a huge mistake. So Jeff Jarrett started TNA back in 2001, 2002. And the reason he had to start, the, let's be really clear. The reason he had to start TNA is because he killed WCW. Well, he killed WCW. Well, he didn't really own WCW. No, but he was the lead writer. And he it was him and Vince Russo, and, and they, they ruined killed it. it. So he purchased a little part of NWA, turned it into TNA, and for a while there, TNA was was going really good. It was doing okay, and who it was was the wrestlers who didn't want to go to the WWE. Right. So it was established names, which is what helped it, because it was guys like Sting, uh, and then like 
what you uh, had, what you had, what you had is you had new guys that came on. So you had right. Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, right? Bobby Roode. All three of those guys are huge in the WWE now. Right. That's where they got their. That's their where they got start. their their big start. So you, it was like a WCW mix. You had ten guys who were exciting and young and coming up, and then you had some old dudes that came in from from uh, WCW who weren't WWE who were anti WWE. Well, even the WWE guys come in there, so then it's it becomes WCW all over again. It's right. Exactly. Old WWE guys, new guys, they come in. It went really well for a while, and then some people left, and it ran its course, and then Jeff Jarrett, you know, it was going bad. He leaves. But when he leaves, he purchases this name, Global Force Wrestling. He's going to create his own promotion. Never, right. never happens, but he owns the name. So then TNA goes back to him about three months ago, brings him back in. They change the name to GFW. That's now Global Force Wrestling. He's going to save TNA. Everything's looking, starting to look better. They make these partnerships with Mexico. They were just on uh, AAA, AAA's Triple uh, X Mania or something it's like right, the right, biggest right. Mexican big show event. of the year. Right, they were on there, and then lo and behold, this last week they said we've sent Jeff Jarrett home indefinitely, and now he's not even in TNA anymore, and now it's all of a sudden one day. So in the last week it went Jeff Jarrett's home, day two they're gonna sell because they're they've losing money, they're floating money to keep this alive. Right to the next day they're like we're moving our uh, headquarters to Ontario, we're creating our own streaming service. Uh, we're doing this and this. Like, I have no clue what's going on there. Here's, here's, it's a big cluster. Here's, here's the issue. One of many. When you start looking for someone to quote unquote save you, right? You're already done. You're done. You don't know it yet, but you're done. What happened is TNA sold it to a company called Anthem Sports. They're right. from Canada. Right. They do a bunch of sporting type stuff. So it became a subsidiary of Anthem Sports. Anthem Sports had never done wrestling. Right. So that's why Billy Corrigan came in originally. Like, we need somebody who knows wrestling. That didn't work out. Oh, let's go back to Jeff Jarrett. Right. So bring him in. That lasted like two months. And now all of a sudden, they sent him home for personal issues, but people are saying he's not coming back. No, and the reason... And here, So once you start saying, save us. Right. We don't know how to do what we do. You're done. You're no. done. There's no way around that. Mm-mm. If you don't know what you're doing at that point... It's over. It doesn't matter what your business is. You right. can make solo cups. And if you solo have to start cup. looking for other people to quote unquote save solo cup company, you're done. Right. And so also the other part I don't like is if you're TNA and you have a TV deal, you don't send your wrestlers to other places. Right. Other people should be sending their wrestlers to you. Right. And so they never seem to be in a position of power. And that's the thing I don't understand. As a matter of fact, the Hardys who big deal going on big with deal going on with them is they have a massive issue going on behind the scenes with with the controlling interest of TNA because the gimmicks they developed now they're having to fight over those so the TNA has had no control no. at any point and now they're trying to rein it back it's not working they're trying it's like they're pulling every trick out possible and it's just not happening well, every trick with good leadership right so <laughs> before we jump out to a break here uh, you're going to listen to when I uh, stood up next to Brian Keith and we talked about his win over reality wrestling hope you enjoy it's Joey Savage with Nerd Thug Radio. We're here at Reality of Wrestling for Summer of Champions 4, the biggest event they do of the year. Uh, Join now with a friend of ours, uh, Brian Keith. Uh, great show tonight. Uh, how was it getting in that ring and picking up that W? Oh, man. Anytime I'm here performing in front of people, uh, in front of the fans, I appreciate it. And picking up the W is just a bonus, icing on the cake. So uh, it's a great day for me. So you, you walk out to your match, and you look across the ring, and you've got a dude that looks like Lemony Snicket's. Um, <laughs> What's, what's your thought process here? Like, how, how did you go about tackling this this challenge? Oh, uh, first of all, that's a lot to take in at once, you know. <laughs> first time seeing him today, but uh, 
man, just trying to get it his who he is down and, you know, manage that and come away with a W. Uh, thank God I was able to do it. But uh, he's definitely an odd character. An odd character indeed, but you did land a pretty sick finisher there. I mean, it stuck, and he was straight up and down. End of story. Uh, you collected another bounty. So what's next for you? Um, where do you go from here? I'm looking for gold, baby. I mean, bounty hunters by nature, we, you know, we're going for the prizes. So whatever gets me to the top, I'm looking for it. Cameron Cole just won the TV title. Is that right? Um, so it looks like that's that's an opening for you. Uh, Rex Andrews is still the, the Texas champion. Yes. And um, you've got – you do have a blood feud that we saw last year at Summer <laughs> Champions, which was the match of the night. Um, there's gold out there for the bounty hunter to get. If you had your pick of the, of the three singles titles, where do you go from here? I'd say Texas, bro, because that's the title that probably uh, describes me the most. I do – hold the television champion near and dear to my heart because it's the first championship I won in the same building that I told Booker T when I was 12 that I'd come back and wrestle for him. But as far as being representation, I want the Texas championship, man. You know, as much as we enjoy Rex Andrews and we're, we're big fans of his, it only is fitting that someone who's actually from Texas should hold that Texas title. So I would definitely like to see a rematch between you two. Um, hopefully we can get that set up. Heck yeah. To the office. <laughs> Joey Savage making another call to Booker T for another match. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's Joey Savage, Nerd Thug Radio. And uh, you can check out um, our man here, Brian Keith, on Twitter. Uh, where your Twitter handle? Uh, T-Y-G-B-Keith. I'm on Instagram as Bounty Keith. And I'm on Facebook as Brian Keith. Brian with a Y. Brian with a Y. Can I get a U? Here we go. One, two, three. Yeah, doggy! Brian Keith. <laughs> Hello, Conroe. Now that school's back in session and summer's over, when the kids come home from school, they're going to be restless and rowdy, and you should take them to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has Friday Night Magic and various events every day, and especially the weekends. Dungeons & Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Ow! You know what it is? What is it? You know what it is now? What is it? It's football time in Houston. What are you doing? Is that? Are you doing a, are you doing a thing? Yeah, football's back. Yeah, get it, get it, Cole. That's actually, his is better than yours. It's football time <laughs> They play that song the whole time in the stadium. I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And I'm the laughing, talking uh, sound music machine this segment. There it is. There it is. There it is. He has so a skill. He, he has does, skill. he does. Before we get ranting on here and forget what we're doing at the end of the show, don't forget, tomorrow the podcast is going to drop. The show is going to be on YouTube, releasing every day this week by segments. You can catch us at facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. That's true. Just go ahead and click the like button there and then tell all your friends. Uh, nerdthugradio.com. We're now mobile. What? We what? have a mobile website now. Does, you, that mean the, does that mean the website follows you it home? It does. It's pretty awesome. It, it tracks all follow? my personal info. It does. Right. It sells it to yeah. Equifax. Sketchy Russians. It does. So also, when you go to YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Tell all your friends. Yes. Um, but... What? Just when we need something great, football season is back. Yeah, man. So I watched the uh, beginning, the first half of the opening game with the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots. The reigning, defending champions of the world, the New England Patriots, 
led by Thomas Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. I definitely got goosebumps when he came running out of the tube. You were such a weirdo. I was like, oh my God, goosebumps, goosebumps, it's time ready, best, ready, oh, hold on. Best quarterback ever. Ever. Best quarterback better of all than, time. Yeah. Better than Peyton Manning? Better than, oh, way yeah, better yeah, than Peyton yeah, Manning. Yeah, yeah. Peyton really? Manning can lick his boots. Now, okay, now there's going to be there's there's going to be different things that people always caveat and do things. But if you're talking about whose career is the greatest quarterback career of all time, it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. hands down. Um, and he's going to add another championship this year. Uh, he unless might. the Texans win. He might. There was a hurricane. Last time there was a big hurricane, the Saints won. So I think you're a year off on that, by the way. I don't we think talked about that. Yeah, plus, plus, what did what did our uh, our friend um, Austin say? We have a Samoan, a Samoan, and a slow white quarterback. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's it. We got it. We that's, got it. We got all the all the caveats we need. Austin Ford's got a theory on. We, uh, we also don't have a team. We have a team that's seemingly incapable of passing round two of the playoffs. Right. 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 But now we have we have everything we need. Hey, is the Super Bowl in the first round of the playoffs, Colt? I don't know. The Texans have never been there. Oh, that's a good, that's a good, good comeback. Point. So Idiot. no, it's not. Idiot. No, it's I think not. we can only beat the Bengals too. Right, <laughs> right. Catch them round one twice. Ooh, we got them, baby. Two and zero. Oh. Yeah. So okay, so let's do this here. What? Uh, what do you want to do? Um, what do you want? You want to give picks? We can do some picks. We can do some picks. What do you want? What do you? What do you know? Let's do. We're gonna go on record here, Nerd Thug Radio style. Okay. Jerry Savage. Okay. D L G. All right. Um, I guess we let's let's go back and forth. You can't choose the same team. Okay. Um, should we just list? Six teams each or three teams? What do you want to do? Let's three. do we'll, we'll four. Do, we'll do we'll do two teams each if we can't overlap. Three teams each we can't overlap. Okay. Um, that we think will make the playoffs, not necessarily win the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Or do you want to go Super Bowl? Uh, Super Bowl dark horse. Okay. All thing. right. All right. All right. So we'll do that. We'll go back and forth. Two teams we think is going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. And then we'll take the dark horse. Okay. Got okay. it. All right. Good. I'll let you go first. All right. Um, I mean, if we're being fair here. I think New England is your number one choice, yeah. right? Pa- Patriots Brady. is the obvious choice. They, take, they're probably the the most the lowest odded take my Tom to Brady, win the you? Super Bowl. Uh, I will take your Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's a good one. So you're going to take New England. I'm going to take New England here. All right, you're taking New England here, okay. right? So what do you got? Then we're going back to the Joey Savage. Yep. Uh, I am going to take the Green Bay Packers. I think that's a good That's decision. what I'm going to take. I, mean, I, I think good choice. I think they only got better in the offseason. And they were pretty good last year. Yeah, they didn't have any noticeable losses. Nope. And they did get a guy back mm-hmm. who was hurt that they need. And then their draft was pretty good. Draft too. pretty good. They added a solid tight end, which is yeah, always what everyone needs. Everybody needs, likes those. Everyone needs solid tight ends. Everybody, everybody likes those. Yeah, everyone likes solid tight ends. Stop saying that. All right. I'm so, uh, who's your so who's your number two then? You went NFC. Yeah, uh, you went AFC. The, the AFC's problem is that everyone basically has to run. Th- so it's like, yeah. do you think they can beat New England? Can they beat New England? Right. right. Um, I think on the NFC, you can surprise people more. Right. It's like so, the uh, Eastern Conference and right in the NBA. The NBA. It. Well, I mean, now I mean LeBron's still there. So. Yeah. I mean, see, do you, do you think your team can beat LeBron? And then right. you're like, no. Um. So second place is wide open in the NBA. Uh. Or third place, I guess. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick AFC here. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go Steelers. You're gonna go AFC and not an NFC team. No, I'm gonna go Steelers here because I think if there's a team that should be able to beat the Patriots, okay, it's a team with a healthy Le'Veon Bell and a healthy Antonio Brown and getting back uh, Marquise Bryant, Martavius Bryant, Martavius Bryant, because he was the guy on the opposite side of Brown that opened things up. Also, you gotta remember when they did play New England last year in the playoffs, Bell got hurt, snap number two, right. And then that changed the whole tone of that game because they can't run after that. 
Okay. So now my turn? Your turn. All right. I'm going to go AFC here. Okay. And I'm going to pick the team that over the week upset your New England Patriots. Uh Uh-oh. I will go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I I kind of suspected the Chiefs would make the list. They are a quality team, and they have a lot of playmakers. They do. My issue is I don't think Andy Reid is a good enough coach to get through New England. If New England is out for some reason, right. then I think the Chiefs can be there. You got through them once already. Got the hard part out of the way. Well, this regular season doesn't count. Yeah, you never know. There's, there's no one scarier than Bill Belichick but, in the playoffs. Right, but you, you come into opening. It's like wearing a meat suit and hanging out with a great white shark. Right, but you come into opening night of football against the reigning, the defending Super Bowl champions in their hometown where they're unveiling their banners and you beat them 42-27. to 27. Yeah, but the Patriots, if you recall, last year also had a weak start where it was kind of like, I think they were 2-2 two and two or 3-3. Three and three, Yeah, you and know why they, they were 2-2? Two two? Well, no Tom Brady. No Tom Brady. Also, they were using their third-string quarterback. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Who they just traded to yeah, the Indianapolis Colts. An excellent trade. They got Philip Dorsett back. Right. I think that was a big deal. For yeah, them. and so I don't know, he didn't even played tonight. I don't think he made the squad tonight. He, he didn't dress? Tonight. I don't think he dressed. What yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs, they've got a lot of playmakers. Right. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, they lost a big running back, too. Right. Uh, but their rookie is he's Hunt. quick. Hunt is good. Akeem Hunt. He, not Akeem, is it Akeem Hunt? I, I think, think so. Hunt. And then Hill, though. Yeah. Hill is the guy who can right. do anything. And they've always got pretty solid defense. Although right. Eric Berry did get hurt, and he might be out the entire season. Oh. Uh, but next man up. Right. And they've, I mean, they've gone without Eric Berry before. Right. I hate to be that guy who's like, oh, well, you know, Eric Berry doesn't matter. Eric Berry's great. But they have not had him before and right. been okay. And they've got a quarterback that could manage the game. He's that's, quick. That's the least compliment compliment you can but give. He a gets the ball out so quick and he doesn't make mistakes. Right, but I mean, it's they like, don't have to go downhill a lot. Nah, if you were Kelsey, if you were a chef, right, and the restaurant's biggest compliment was we almost never have to use the ketchup. That's awesome. You wouldn't feel that good about that's great. Like, it's like okay, well, I guess I that saved really you some money. That really is a terrible compliment. Like it is. It's not a great compliment. We only go through one bottle of ketchup a week. Right. All like, right. Man, we almost our yes. customers almost feel like they never need to yes. add ketchup to your place. We have great customer service. I mean, awesome. If the fries are that great, I'd love to know which restaurant it is. Right. But you also, but the cook doesn't leave every day feeling like, yeah, because they're not saying good fries. Jokes on they're you. Saying, no, he feels tired and wanting to get off his feet. <laughs> jokes jokes <laughs> on you. This restaurant doesn't even sell fries. That's right. Aww. That's why they don't use ketchup. All right, so who's your dark horse? Let me down like that. So my dark horse is actually, I guess, really not a dark horse. You're going but to I, NFC here? I am. Okay, thank goodness. I, I just, I, I think if they won, people, people right now are probably saying, maybe they can, maybe they can't. It's Seattle Seahawks. A dark horse? Seattle yeah. Seahawks? Because Atlanta was the team that was just there. Right. And Seattle kind of got worse, I feel like, this offseason. But I feel like the NFC East— They the added NFC, a solid running back. I feel like the NFC is so open right? that, I mean, it could be anyone's—the Saints could even do it. Right. I mean, they do have Adrian Peterson. I heard someone uh, this week in, in Football Stupid News describe Cam Newton as brittle. I don't, yeah. I don't, Cam Newton as brittle. He doesn't miss a lot of games. Also, he gets hit like a 90 lot, times a game. Because O-line is horrible. But he also runs it a bunch. Right. Who are you, like, brittle? Cam Newton? I don't get it. What does he miss, two games a year? Right. I mean, what do you... I don't know. I don't know. All right. I so, read it, and I was I immediately was like, what? So here's my dark horse. Who do you got? My dark horse is going to be... Are they still in Oakland? The Raiders? The LA Raiders. The LA Raiders? I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Raiders. Uh, their team is... Mostly young. We got a young quarterback who's mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a big wide receiver. Yep. Uh, they play some really, really good defense now. 
Um, and I think the ticket for them to see how well they can do as the dark horse is if this Marshawn Lynch deal was was worth it. Does he still have anything left? If he has stuff left in the tank, that offense is going to be unstoppable almost. Here's, it was really good last year with yeah, Octavius Murray. It was. He's a different runner. Yeah. They didn't really have the big bruiser. They didn't have the guy on third and two that right. you just be like, and he's so got it. If, if he can come in there and, and be that guy for them and you know he gets 20, 25 touches a game. The only issue ooh, the only issue I take with that, and this is what makes it a dark horse, right. you're right. I mean, is it, I just they've never been consistent. It's The Oakland Raiders no. have been up down their, their right. entire history. But even in the last few years, they've been very up down. Even as recently as three years ago, they fired a head coach for the year before and won 10 games. Right. I mean, it's it's hard to – they're hard to track. I'm going AFC West here. Two teams from the AFC West. I know. I see that. We got it. One of them's got to do it. <laughs> right? If you're right, I guess. Um, why not the Broncos? The Broncos? Yeah, why not? I hate the Broncos. But, I mean, they all the, have, they, they, don't even, they don't have a quarterback. They brought back Brock Osweiler, who was good enough to help Peyton Manning get there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I <sighs> I don't think it's with the sports noise. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, so more interesting to me though is I really right now it's too early to see who's gonna settle right. and we're, get. We're one weekend. We're, 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 yeah, but I the Saints. I don't think it's fair to write them off, even though they've unloaded a lot of talent. They've been getting other like guys, right. like uh, Glenn Jr. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really good replacement for Brandon Cook for like one or two years. Right. Um, you know, because he's just a speed outside guy to try and balance the fact that you lost your speed guy. We didn't even mention our Texans. Depends on the quarterback play. Right. I think the Titans could surprise a lot of people. I love Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I think he's a I great quarterback. I think this is a big year for him. I think, I think they can surprise a lot of people. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to say. We'll see what happens. But we have on record now. That's right. Our three picks of who we think will win the Super Bowl at the end of the year. And so Since we know nothing about football. Yeah, we'll come back in February and see how accurate we were. Also, uh, real quick on our way out, what do you think of uh, the no. billionaire buyer buying the Rockets? Right. Tillman Fertitta. That's been the name that I've heard. Since he decided to sell the Rockets, he's been the name I've heard all over the place. Well, uh, apparently he tried to buy them back in the day and missed the bid by about $2 million. Right. Now that $2 million has cost him almost $2 right. billion. But he's excited. He is, yes. So, I think it's funny how uh, the guy before him donates a bunch of money to the relief and then sells it and gets all that money back. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> The money he made off of owning a sports franchise is insane. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thank you for hanging out with Nerd Thug Radio. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Look, if you missed anything, look for the podcast tomorrow. www.nerdthugradio.com. Check us out. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production, produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Contact Dick Schistler at Dick at IRLoneStar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.